We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, long-time caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, it's okay. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Along with your fantastic host, Mike Gottlieb, here is the also fantastic and slightly happier after Champions League football play midweek, Andrew Laird. How's it going? I think we're both much happier than we could have been. Like This could have been a disastrous podcast. Yeah, it could have been filled with uh, tears and shame and probably just cold sweats. Yeah. Just, you know, lots of relief. I think, to be honest, that both of us would have been much more angry than sad. No, I would have been sad. Oh, I would have been just angry. Well, you want well, you want to know why I would have been sad? Because the, the the season would have officially been completely over. Yeah. Like from here until May or March or April, whatever it is, it's it's May. You know, yeah, I know. From now until May, basically, that you know, my my favorite football team in the in in the NFL is the Chargers. Their season's over. Yeah then Chelsea season would have 100% been over, and I basically have to wait until August. Yeah. Until something meaningful came up again. Well, we got Euros. That's always interesting. I know you don't have yeah, like but a... I, yeah, I have, no, I have no dog in the fight. I mean, my wife is going to be rooting for Germany pretty hard, but, you know, other than that, that's it. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, at least it keeps going. I was shocked um, about Arsenal. I thought... Have you accepted Olivier Giroud as your savior yet? I um, <laughs> the cover of one of the English papers I forget which one it was was a picture picture of him looking towards the sky and it just said Greek God and I was like boy that's <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has that framed in his house now. No, it just um, couldn't be more factually incorrect. Right. He um, <laughs> I predicted that they would win two one because that was one of the score lines that they couldn't finish with in terms of finishing there and, and advancing. I saw them giving up a goal very early and then dominating for like 85 minutes and having the whole, like they played really well. They just ran out of time story that we hear so often. And it's like, ugh, they should have never been in that position in the first place. I noted that on Twitter that Peter check had three clean sheets out of four champions league starts, which makes it look even more ridiculous. Why David Espina ever, was even considered, let alone given two starts. Ugh. Yeah, and one of those, uh, just you know, just one of those things that make you scratch, scratch your head, much yeah. like Chelsea all season. Yeah. But you know, actually speaking of Chelsea in the Champions League against Porto, who you know they're no slouches. To they're very out. good, especially offensively. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so to keep them out was one thing. Uh, you know, Coutinho made a couple of good saves, mm-hmm. but um, one thing that I saw was that Hazard and Costa were playing very well off each other. Yep. And, you know, Hazard hit the post and Costa was causing trouble mm-hmm. for himself and for others. He got that stupid yellow card. Which is what he does. And Willian scored while moving. While everybody else was moving. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he usually, yeah. you know, moves a little bit when he shoots. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. No, I, I, I it, it was all in, very well and encouraging. And uh, I just hope that they take that same tenacity of getting not just one goal. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I have kind of a multi-feed setup. Uh, I did not watch uh, Chelsea live. So I one of my TVs is a that the multi-match, which is like their red zone, which isn't bad. They're getting better at it. They were previously like, oh, and, you know, it'd be yep, like, oh, Chelsea it, scored a goal. Was, Here it is. And it's like, it, all right. It was unwatchable. Yeah, it, they've gotten significantly better now. And watching that Willian one, it was I I had it was a little behind. I had seen that he scored, 
So I knew it was coming. And then when I saw it, like I was surprised at how powerful the shot was given how he took it. Like it looked like he was just kind of like going to dink it in. And it was an absolute blast. It was the equivalent of, uh, of, you know, seeing someone with really long strides sprinting. It doesn't look like they're going very yeah, fast. But, totally. Yeah. They, they, but, you know, it was it was impressive. And I, I liked the attitude. and I like the style and I hope it continues. They look great. Um, I was at a brief Twitter conversation with Dan Panucci, who's one of our writers at Rotowire, who's also a Chelsea supporter. Uh, it was in reference to my tweet about how I, how low I ranked Jamie Vardy this week. And I noted that I believe Chelsea's given up one goal in their last five games. Yeah, but and like he said, one of those opponents was Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, but still, they shut out Spurs and they shut out Porto. Those are two very good attacks. Very they, good. Okay. But they didn't shut out Burnmouth. They did not. Just, you know. They did not. It, 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 yes, defensively they're getting better. But it, that, that's not the point. It, it's coming at the expense of offense. Do you know why they're getting better? It's, if you say it's because Bronislav Because Bronislav Ivanovic is back. Just, <laughs> factually incorrect. Yeah, you I, know think the, the next, I think the fact is that he came back. And yeah, they got the better. Next, the, the, the next, the next newspaper uh, cover books. is going to say, uh, Bronislav Ivanovic, Greek god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, bravo to Olivier Giroud. First Arsenal hat trick in one of the biggest games that they had, they've had since he's been there. Or at <sighs> least important. Yeah, well, let's get to the important games of the weekend. Let's do it. Here. All right, our early game on Saturday, 7.45 Eastern, Norwich at home. The Canaries going up against Everton mm -hmm. and Romelu Lukaku, one of the most consistent strikers this season. you got to like all your Everton prospects here. Yeah, for sure. The... Uh, I, I can count five. It's actually six. Uh, ah, because Leighton Baines is coming back this weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, he's come off the bench a few times. So uh, rumor has it he's going to start this weekend. Yeah, you would. I mean, you wouldn't think that that Galloway has like beaten him out for the spot. So you figure once he got his match fitness up, that he would. Well, get... yeah, yeah. The, the transfers out numbers on FPL for Galloway are are spiking. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, he signed yeah. a new contract today, which you know, good for him. It means nothing. But yeah, when I uh, went on to make a make a lineup for this weekend the you first had to search for something that included this game but Lukaku was like the first name I put in like I was building around him yeah and, and especially over the last six game weeks which is when Aruna Kone has basically started almost every single game I think he started all of them actually he's just he's a force uh, Aruna Kone and him together they they read each other so well and they play the one twos off each other it's, it's really something to watch yeah it's they look like they've been playing together since they were five years old which yeah. obviously is not the case but yeah Lukaku six goals uh or yeah six goals and two assists in his last five yeah uh, and I think those two assists were both to Aruna Kone it might have been they might have been there was a we were talking earlier today about FPL dream teams and they were in a dream team together and I think that was the the week when Lukaku scored yeah an assistant on both of Kone's so yep yeah it's just it, it's one of those things where it's absolutely working but I definitely wanted to mention that Leighton Baines looks like he's coming back um you know someone to you know the, the, there's clean sheet potential here you know it, it's not like Galloway was you know running up field a lot and putting a lot of crosses in Leighton Baines someone who actually may even be taking set pieces. He should be taking set pieces. I was going to say, that's where 
that's where his value comes from is set pieces. So, you know, he really take penalties. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? The Morales isn't playing at all. So at least that's one person who's not taking them from him. But uh, the the issue with Baines, not the issue, but like they don't send in a ton of crosses anyway. Like he gets his crosses from set pieces and I assume he'll take corners uh, when he comes back, you know, when he finally plays enough. But we'll see. I don't know. It's we said before the season that he's kind of clearly past his prime at this point. So I wonder how much longer he's even going to be there as a regular player. Yeah, they they missed that boat to sell him, but yeah. it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe a year or two. That's yeah. my guess. But, yeah, you're right. Galloway looks like he's a good one. Garvit, who's on loan right now, I believe, he's, he yeah. looks like another good one. So Galloway's good enough to play. Like, there's, it's he's not fantastic, but he's definitely good enough to play for them. Yeah, he's like Alex Smith. He won't win you anything. He won't lose you anything. Hmm. All right. Well, that was Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> The, threw in a little the quarterback, the not the former. Threw in a little anyway. bit of the other football. Yeah, but you got to like Seamus Coleman as well. And then, uh, you know, depending on your 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 formation, if Jerry Deolafeu is yeah. a midfielder or a forward, you, if he's a midfielder, I like him. If he's a forward, I don't. Uh, and then Aruna Kone and, and and Lukaku and Barkley. So I mean that that's six. That's two at each spot. You got you know you get Coleman and you get Coleman and Baines, Jerry D and Barkley in the middle if you they both count as midfielders which I think they should and then Aruna Kone and Lukaku up front I mean that's 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 pretty solid back to front yeah Dale Lefeu is a forward in DraftKings which is really disappointing because I mean for a while he was sending in enough crosses to give him enough of a floor but he's just not he's not a forward he's clearly a midfielder but you wouldn't play Howard also no why not uh old habits <laughs> what well, i mean like the you know the last time you're like oh I, I i am just money in the bank tim howard clean sheet when yeah. was the last time you said that it's been a while been a while you know it, i would feel more comfortable if it was at goodison yeah yeah but you know okay. no just just no robbie brady six thousand on DraftKings now it, that, yeah, I'm saying the price is going up. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, You're getting double digit points, but you need more than just two times is the problem. Yeah, it's still, I, I, I no, I, I'd say no, no. Okay. It's close, but no. Okay. All right, but let's move on to uh, the ten o'clock slate here. The first game of the day, if both teams were fully healthy, would actually be one I consider a good game. But I don't know who's playing for West Ham anymore. Yeah. Uh. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, this, this is a walking wounded squad. Yeah. Slavin Milic has it all to do here, and going up against one of the hottest teams that uh, you know in the mid table in, uh, in Stoke, especially defensively. Defensively, yeah. So you know, no Moses, no Lanzini, uh, no, Pazzi, no Pae, Sacco. Uh, yeah, no Sacco. I mean, just like I said, it's Andy, the pillar of health is Andy Carroll. I was just about to say that. That's crazy. Mauro Zarat looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean. But is is he gonna have to play further back in the midfield now? Uh, who who is gonna play midfield for them? Reese Oxford? No, they're gonna play. Uh, I don't know if it's actually Michael or Mikhail Antonio. Oh, Antonio Michel Antonio. I think he'll start. Yeah, he was one of the leading goal scorers for I think it was Blackburn last year in the championship. Yeah, so. he he's very young too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he came on last week when uh, did he come on for Moses or. 
Lanzini, no, Lanzini got hurt in training. Whoever he came on for, he came on, and they made a kind of a big deal about it. So um, he at least was wearing a jersey last week as opposed to some of the guys they might have to bring onto the bench this week who may have never put on a first-team shirt just because they're so wounded. Yeah, it, Inter Valencia might be back. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's it's certainly something that is worth monitoring, but at the end of the day, you're probably, especially with the with the momentum from last week for Stoke, uh, absolutely destroying Manchester City. Yeah, um, you you gotta like their chances here, don't you? Oh, sure, for sure. Um, the I don't want to say that they destroyed them. I feel like they the first half they destroyed them. The second half I think was much tighter. Yeah. Oh, and correction, it was Nottingham Forest for Antonio mm. last season. Okay. I'm sure that so, changes everything. Hey, you know, I like to be factually correct occasionally. <laughs> I have one of these machines where I can look some things up. Mm, those things are but, magic. But, no, I, I think I think in general, with both Stoke and West Ham, this is the kind of game where, you know, you start getting behind a team that's showing some promise and – you know, it's been, you know, this form is going opposite directions, but then something happens, like something weird happens, something that you're not expecting. Like this is the, uh, you know, in an eliminator pool when you're trying to get that one week where you can possibly pick, you know, a lower, like a lower, uh, a lower tier team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you go all in on it and then you lose. You lose, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I'm going to. I think that this is a big Stoke game. I really do think that this is a, you know, flag in the ground game for Stoke saying, you know, you better come with everything you got because we're we're really coming around now. This whole Stoke Alona thing is real. And so offensively, who do you look to though? Arnautovic and Boyan. Uh, Arnautovic first. Okay. If, if you're going to look for off, I mean, Boyan is technically playing the false nine. Um, he's runs around. He's very industrious, but. Uh, and he's he's popped up with a goal here and there. So they're both uh, forwards on draft. Yeah, well, Arnautovic kind of... takes the penalties too, which yeah. is the the tiebreaker, if you if you will. Okay. But pricing is the key. I mean, that's the key between the two. And on DraftKings, Arnautovic is forty three hundred, and Boyan is thirty four hundred. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a nine hundred dollar swing there. So if you if you can afford the nine hundred dollar jump for Arnautovic, it, it might be worth it. But you know, it all depends on your roster construction. Yeah. Okay. But, I I stayed away from the Stoke attackers. Interesting. So what about so you weren't impressed with uh, Shakiri's performance last week? Not enough. I, not that they were like fluke goals. They were both like very good goals. But I just don't see that kind of attack working every week for them. Like I, I feel like they that was their best yeah. game, and I'm not sure that shows up every week. Yeah, I think the reason why it could work this week is because there's no Winston Reed yeah. for West Ham. And, you know, I've said it before. I think he's been one of the best defenders this season. He's been and, good when he, yeah, when he was fit. So, the... yeah, well, I, well, yeah, obviously when healthy. Yeah. I mean, no, one, no one's good when severely hurt. True. But it's, you know, when healthy, I think he's one of, really one of the better defenders in the Premier League. And if I'm, you know, a team like Arsenal is looking for, you know, some reinforcements at the back or uh, Manchester United, for example, Winston Reed would be a very, uh, a far less expensive alternative and one that's not cup tied either. So someone you can, you all, maybe not for Manchester United, but somebody that could be, you know, useful in both uh, Europe and in domestic yeah. play. Yeah, My, I get it. Him and Ashley Williams. 
I get it. I just, uh, I don't know. I found better options, or I thought I did at least in this sleep. Well, we'll find out later when we do our daily <laughs> post for DraftKings. Yes. But for right now, let's move on to the next matchup here. Uh, unless there's anyone from West Ham you want to talk about other than Merrill Zarat? Um, no. No, that's what I thought. You're not going to go Andy Carroll. So, no. Let's move on. Let's move on here. Uh, Sunderland are at home against Watford, and you know it's Odiani Gallo, it's Troy Deeney, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you, maybe you can sneak in an Alan Neom, but you know I, I'm not. I'm not too confident in Watford's defense this week. It's a hunch. It's not based on any kind of statistical fact. Um, but what, what are your thoughts? Would you be, would you would you be comfortable with the Watford defense here? Not really for a clean sheet purpose, just because um, you try not to. Sunderland's pretty good at home, and I think they are starting to figure out how they can score with some sort of combination of Barini and Fletcher and Defoe when he's fit. Um, I wonder if Jermaine Lenz is just gone in January, let alone next summer. But the I don't know. I think Watford is starting to figure out that they can score with people early in the season. They were trying to kind of lock it up and see if they could just like, yeah. you know, snag points here and there. But I mean, they, they're like legit mid table now. And so, um, and they, they're doing it thanks to Dini and Igalo scoring. So why not just try to keep going on that? So, yeah, if you, if you resign the clean sheet from both sides, cause you know, yep. let's say their goals on both sides, would you rather have Van Onholt or Neom? I, uh, I would probably go with Van Anholt just because it looks like they're playing kind of a three-man back line. He's playing and he's five playing, and he's a wing back. Yeah. Right, five or three, however you want to look at it. He and Yedlin are playing out wide, and so I would probably I would side with that one just because it's a little more of an attacking spot, whereas Nyam, like you're basically getting him for crosses, and he hasn't really been crossing nearly as much as he was earlier in the season. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, and... You know, Billy Jones has also been a sneaky source of points too. Yes, I I think he's one of the more underpriced players that you can find. Unless it's DeAndre Yedlin. Well, I think they're playing Jones kind of as part of either inside or yeah, part of that but, back but, three. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he's part of the if he's part of the three and not the two wing backs, that limits his potential. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Billy Jones, to me, if Yedlin doesn't start, I think is someone who's very valuable. Oh, sure. If he plays in Yedlin's spot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's definitely. But if he plays in the middle, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the biggest mismatch of Saturday's slate, at least a 10 o'clock slate. Man City at home against Swansea. Swansea now reluctantly parting ways with Gary Monk. That's so <laughs> ingenuine. Uh, it, it, it's just so it's, it's just the most disingenuous thing you can say. Well, they made yeah. up for it by printing his like farewell speech on their website and tweeting it it's like see everything's fine here <laughs> nothing to see we reluctant we reluctantly fired this person because we're not winning right <laughs> it's like no you didn't yeah. you didn't wait till the end of the season no. no you didn't do anything yeah you just 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 say just say what you mean mm-hmm. anyway and you think it's Braj, huh i do well rumor has it that he's waiting for the england job after rory hodgson Yuck. So you know, look forward to, to that. Look forward to that, England. Yeah. The I read that he has like an offer on the table for eight million pounds a year for the Qatar Super League. Someone, some team there. 
I think uh, you know if he doesn't take that, he doesn't take uh, Swan, and he doesn't take Swansea. I think that's the, a lot of money. I agree, but you know, there's there's the issue of you know he wants to he wants to coach for England. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he's Northern Irish, so you know, yeah, all part he of the. Is. Um, so it sounds like Moyes is out also, um, from what I read from the South evening or South Wales evening post that they basically don't want to play Moyes ball, which, which is yeah, great. Which makes, which makes uh, yeah. you know, good for them. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sure Andre Vias Boas is going to be available soon. No, yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, no, it it is it is what it is. I, I mean, there's the stand the standard litany of coaches. I'm yeah. sure you know Nigel Pearson's available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gold.com will report that uh, Bob Bradley's in talks, even though he just signed a deal with some French team. Is it a top tier French team? No. Oh, no. Man, whatever. He deserves better. That man he, deserves. They, they better. might be second division though, with like a legitimate shot at moving up. It's an American owner, so that always helps. Yeah. Well, you know, Carlo Ancelotti's available. He sure is. All right. But no, enough about the, what's off the pitch. Let's get on the pitch here. Uh, Sergio Aguero is doubtful. Very doubtful. So, uh, Wilf- it's another Wilford Boney game. Uh, or, you know, they may do something completely different. I was going to say, they, they, played, Sterling, the they played Sterling there on uh, Wednesday for the Champions League match and then brought Boney on, who then had a goal and two assists or... Was it, yeah, going to assist in like 25 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, you know, you always got to check rotowire.com and you click on the soccer page and then the EPL lineups on the top. There you go. Yeah. Finally, I got it right the first time. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you could check the lineups always and uh, stay up to date on that news. So for Manchester City, though, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, there's a lot of options here. Uh, how many of them are you comfortable with? All of them. No, I uh, I would definitely play Silva. I would definitely play De Bruyne. I would play Boney. I would play Kolarov. I would consider Sanya probably. Mm-hmm. I would definitely consider Joe Hart. I would probably stay. Ooh, away... I would not consider Joe Hart. Okay, I'd stay away from. Not enough saves. Not enough saves. Oh, okay. Uh, not that you think they're going to get blasted by Swansea. No, but. Uh, there won't be enough saves to make it worth it. Oh, okay. Um, Just in case they let up the one goal. Right. You know? Yeah. The. Yeah, that's fair. Because let because let's I mean is company slated to come back? No. Is the Michaelis? So that's it's going to be Mangala and Otamendi. Okay. Which isn't horrible. Better. Better. Yeah. So as long as it's not the Michaelis and Otamendi, that was terrible. Yes. Oh. The Michaelis and anybody is pretty bad. Um. Yeah, th- that's pretty bad, but they'll be fine. Uh, I assume Yaya will play back there with Fernandinho or no, Delph. I think it, I'm just gonna say I think it's gonna be Fernandinho because you think it should be Delph. Yes, should be Delph. So yeah, I think those are all legitimate options. I'm staying away. Yaya Torre just does isn't attacking enough anymore to to warrant much consideration. David Silva is a hundred bucks more than him this week on DraftKings, which is absurd. Like. David Silva should be much higher. He's obviously cheaper because of his uh, injury layoff that he had. So yeah, he's not. He's not definitely not a guaranteed ninety minutes. That's you know. Yeah, but even at seventy-five, I think it's you know seventy is more than enough for him. 
All right. And then uh, would you trust Boney if he starts? Yes. Perfect. All right. Against let's go his on. old club? Yeah. I'm sure he's really feeling the sting of leaving. <laughs> All right. Let's the, b- before we go on this game, I feel like a lot of people make the point that like when teams switch managers, they, they play up on that next game. And I think just ask Gary Neville. I think people have to realize that they like Swansea did not have a manager now. Like they're just going with whoever was left. So it's not like they've like signed somebody new. Like Sunderland played much better when in big Sam's debut, I believe. I don't think that was the one they got blasted. I think that took us two games to get blasted, but Swansea just kind of like directionless now. So I wouldn't worry about any, anything on that. I think it's be all man city. I agree. All right, let's go on to Crystal Palace here. They are at home against Southampton. This is going to be a fun game to watch. This is the Should one. Be a good one. This is the one I'm going to be watching. Uh, lots of really good midfielders. Uh, <laughs> rank the midfielders in this game. Uh, I would put. Let's say DraftKings scoring. Yeah, I would put Tadic first because of the DraftKings scoring. Uh, I would do Tadic. Balassi, Mane, Kabai, Zaha, Punchin, Ward Prowse, or whoever is left, Stephen Davis, or whatever. Just, there's a lot of Other. good midfielders here. There are. And, I think you, you'd be okay playing probably any one of the Crystal Palace guys. Yeah. Would you? I mean, would you feel comfortable playing Graziano Pelle this week? I thought about that him. defense is, you know, it's been solid this season. It's not, you know, stellar, but it's yeah, been solid. Yeah, I was looking on Mondo Goal. Um, the Crystal Palace defenders, all four, so like Suarez, Ward, Dan, and Delaney, lead the league in one goal allowed, or <laughs> however you pronounce, you know, you say that. But like, they it's have the, very few Fabianski. clean sheets. Yes, but they've been Fabianskiing all season. So they're they're good enough. Um, and I, th- I think there are better attacking options this week than Graziano Pelle. Like, I think, yeah, I think there are better options. Okay. So, okay, that's fair enough. And then, of course, you know, you love Connor Wickham every week. So, <laughs> uh, no, would you go with either goalkeeper, though? You think there are going to be goals on both sides, I'm assuming? The, the attacks, I don't want to say, like, scare me enough that I would, that I'm staying away, but, like, I'm I'm staying away because... We've seen these teams put up goals and, you know, occasionally in these circumstances, then they go scoreless. But I, I, they, they're because they're both like very capable of scoring a lot. I'll stay away from it defensively. I feel like this one's going to be like a bloodbath full of haymakers, like, you know, like two, two, three, two. I hope so. It'd be really exciting. That's what I'm hoping for. I think it's, I, I just think they'll both cut each other up. Yeah. Because they're that good. I really do think they're that good. I agree. All right, so lots of evenly matched. That's an evenly matched game here. And then the last one to round out Saturday, 12-30. Birdmouth coming off the big win against Chelsea are at home against a much easier opponent, Manchester United, <laughs> at least to defend against. Right. But uh, lots, lots. this is going to be a very patchwork defense, obviously, now for uh, for Manchester United. And Bastian Schweinsteiger has been handed the three-game ban yep. for by the FA for violent conduct. Yep. Um, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, though, in series. <laughs> he is one, probably one of the nicest guys. Um, but, you know, I was reading an article today about um, 
future fixtures like next five or six or whatever it is and Manchester United is on there having a, a very easy run of matches right now and it was like at that point you're like okay so I want to focus on guys on Manchester United that I would take for my fantasy team if they were if they played like five straight home matches against Norwich Sunderland Newcastle and three other horrible teams who would you take from United Jesse Lingard. Yep. <laughs> right? For the price. Regardless of price. Regardless of price. Like, who is the best attacking? It's, got, it's still got to be Martial. You think Martial is? Or, or yeah, probably Martial or Mata. Or Mata. Mata was my pick. One of those two. But that's really bad. It's bad. Oh, it's really, I mean, really don't bad. Don't get me wrong. Mata's a great player when he... Well, yeah, he's been worth all 37 million pounds. Oh, gosh. I don't want to even get into that. But it's really bad that they've spent this much money and Jesse Lingard. More than the GDP of a lot of small countries. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just there's not a lot to, to, deal, to play with there. And so, yeah, I ranked Martial pretty high this week. John Wallen called me out on it on You're Twitter. You're the one. I did it, yep. Um, I was very impressed by his midweek goal. And, um, yeah, John called me out on it, saying mostly because I think in Taga he's a fairly weak option, and we usually don't, um, you know, we we try to go with a more uh, standard scoring or at least DraftKings. Taga has, like, significantly more stats that, you know, make him less valuable as opposed to some other guys, but like getting dispossessed. Um, <laughs> right. But he, I had to make the point that he had more goals than who, what did I say? He had more goals than Vardy, Lukaku, Suarez, Neymar, and somebody else in the last three days. And so I was going to go with him. <laughs> I was going to say in the last three minutes yeah, from three when days. you tweeted it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but He's for, been dominant over the last 76 hours or so. For Bournemouth, are you comfortable with anyone else other than Matt Ritchie? Yeah, on DraftKings, I would take any of the fullbacks because, um, you know, you don't lose any points for them losing or giving up 10 goals, but you'll get plenty for the crosses they send in. So you just have to watch out to see if Simon Francis is going to play at center back, and if not, then you've got Charlie Daniels or... And if if Francis does um, have to play in the middle, then Adam Smith is out wide, and he's pretty cheap too. So mm, that's a good point. There, you don't hear that name. You don't hear that name very often. So no. well, he's only a hundred bucks less than than Daniels. Like Daniels yeah. is still absurdly not, cheap. Not worth it. Yep. All right. Uh, just a barren wasteland there for predictability. I don't. I. You know, what do you think the final score of that game will be? Because I honestly don't know. Well, you don't want to talk up the guy that you said is ready to. Ready to pop? Oh, Dan Gosling? Yeah. Just because he's creating a lot of chances and they're not leading to assists? We ha- No, he's not creating them, remember? He's taking the shots, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's also taking a bunch of shots. He's also creating some chances, too. Yeah. We had, we had like a 15-minute conversation, David, about Dan Gosling, and you don't want to share it with everybody? No, I don't. I'm a little <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> because I want, to keep, I, I, I want you to know about it so that next week, when it does, if it does come true, then you can say, yes, we did talk about this last week. But no, now you got to blow off the spot now. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to say Dan Gosling's name, and then he's going to like get hurt in training and yeah. be out for the year. Nobody, nobody, Just like Max Gradle. Nobody would have believed us if, next, if he scores this week 
and we, you were like, oh, I was talking about Dan Gosling last night. Nobody talks I about have, Dan Gosling. I have Gchat timestamp. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I could prove it. Okay. But, but either way, either way, it's just, uh, you know, Dan Gosling is a guy who's filling up a bunch of stats. He, like, you know, touches in the opposing, uh, in the opposing penalty area. Right. Uh, shots on target, total shots, uh, shots from inside the box. I mean, it's, they're just not leading to goals. Yeah, Burnmouth so. midfield is just jam-packed with peripheral stats. Yeah, Gosling, Richie, Stanislas. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's probably because Joshua King is pretty inept at being a center forward in the box. Yeah, well, Mer- Murray might start. He scored last week, so Ugh. maybe reward him for it. No, whatever. Mm-hmm. So lucky. Right. I, I just need, it, needed to make sure that you saying Dan Gosling was 100% going to score this week is on this podcast. I never said he was 100% going to score. I said that he's primed to. Yeah, primed for at, a hat trick or something like that. He's I at think a ro- I, my exact words, he's at a rolling boil right now, and he's ready to boil over. <laughs> that is exactly what you said. <laughs> those, those, were, those were my exact words. Yes. Yes, I was making pasta at the time. Okay, <laughs> on to Sunday. Aston Villa are at home against Arsenal here, and oh my god, Aston Villa, they look terrible. Um, Arsenal getting a nice weekend off after their after their uh, their, their resiliency during midweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo Walcott's rumored to be back. He started. Or, yeah, I, he started. I, I, rumored to be starting this weekend. Yeah, he did nothing um, in Greece. Maybe because Giroud played so well. I, I would. The the difficulty is that the two of them don't play well together because Walcott, despite having enough speed and ability on the wing, prefers to play centrally. And there was a time earlier in the season where he was playing better than Giroud and warranted the spot, and he lost it. And Giroud is playing much better now, and I think they're better off having Oxlade Chamberlain play out there than. Joel Campbell. Oh, Campbell looks fantastic. He, I think his spot's locked Joel in. Joel Campbell should play on the right if it's not Walcott. Yeah. He th- has earned it. Yeah, I think they'll play Campbell on one side and he's earned it hopefully Oxley chamberlain different times and he's earned it. Yeah. He looked awesome. He looked yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Joel Campbell. Uh, and if not, then he yeah, uh, will Wenger really is a specialist in failure. No, it will be. A, he'll definitely start. It's just a matter of whether it's Walcott or Oxley chamberlain on the other side. Yeah, and Ramsey looks good. Yeah, uh, I, I remember I mentioned him last week yep. that I would take him. Yep. So um, Ramsey looked good in that central role. Uh, he's going to have to because there's well, not yeah. many people left. Yep. Is, uh, is Jack Wilshire coming back anytime soon? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then there's really nobody left. <laughs> I'm not sure he was going to be a saving grace anyway. But Is Abu Dhabi still on the team? No, he's not. No, he's not. He is hurt wherever he is, though. <laughs> I read that the other day. He actually is still hurt. Uh, I feel like laugh at a guy being. I hurt, think but. I think he plays. I think he plays in France. Now. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't play. He's just there. Sorry. <laughs> He's back in his native France. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Aston Villa complete barren wasteland still. Um, I would. The only guy that I would even consider was was Alan Hutton, and he. I think he has. He had zero crosses last week. I don't know if he started. Now that I'm looking at that, but. You're never going to convince me that Kieran Richardson is a good play. And yeah, when uh, your coach sounds like a maneuver you do in fencing, it's <laughs> it's a, it's a tough ask. A tough ask. Yeah, that team stinks. Yeah. He should win manager of the year if they if they stay up, because that team is awful. It's so poorly constructed. Prince William. 
<laughs> but all right, let's go on to the next game. Tottenham at home against Newcastle. This is another one where you feel that, uh, well, in this one, that the home team is just going to completely blitz yep. uh, Newcastle here. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I feel like any time in this game, if you take anybody from Newcastle, you're basically throwing a dart. Like as good as like when Alden has been, and uh, Papi Cisse even looked up decent. And Musa Sissoko, when Alden and uh, and Cisse looked yeah. pretty. Last week. Yep, but Tottenham have gotten a lot better defensively. Uh, Pochettino's finally getting kind of what we saw with Southampton two years ago um, there, and so I don't see how Newcastle gets anything going. I really don't. It's a tough ask. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really tough ask. Uh, Toby Alderweireld, if you're going to take a Tottenham traditional defender, he would be the one. Eric Dyer's playing out of position at central midfield, but mm-hmm. doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a couple options there. Uh, then Danny Rose, who is completely overrated, but is an option. <laughs> uh, and Kyle Walker on the other side, also an option. But mm-hmm. He's just fast. Mm-hmm. He, and he, I think he toe-poked a goal in, uh, earlier this season, but that's about it. And then, of course, Newcastle, still nobody. So we'll move on to Liverpool at home against West Bromwich Albion. Alberto Moreno, Andrew, has just been awesome. Yep. Um, he was also in that G chat of ours earlier today when you guaranteed the Gosling goal that I think it was over the last six weeks. He's the only, he and there was somebody else and now I can't remember who it was, but he's one of only two players over the last four weeks, excuse me, four weeks with double digit crosses, uh, tackles and interceptions. I wish I remembered who the other one was. Well, maybe it'll come to you, but uh, Liverpool, you know, they, you know, Gangan Press is working except when Christian Benteke is on the pitch, Ugh. and Daniel Sturridge looks like he's hurt again. Kind of, kind of hurt again. Maybe it's just a pain thing. Who knows? He just needs to trust the medical staff. Man, there is no nothing worse to hear as a player than someone else saying you're just weak. Yeah. Try, trust us that you are just weak mm-hmm. and you can play through it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just. Just something that would be lambasted and criticized here a lot in the United States. Yeah, he should be. He should be. Why? Because he pays attention to his body and says, "I'm hurt," and yeah. says, and is okay with that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. These are not gladiators fighting to the death. These are human beings. Yeah. Oh. Well. West Brom. Let's move on to West Brom. Good lord, you are harsh. <laughs> West Brom, Salomon Rondon didn't work out for me last week. No. Shocking, shocking. Uh, but, you know, there's really – is there a clean sheet here to be had against Liverpool or no? I don't think so. As long as, as, long as Dejan Lovren starts, I can't in good faith think that they're going to shut anybody out. No, I'm talking about for West Brom. Oh, oh, no. No. So you're thinking like 1-1? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite as good as people – think like Liverpool as much as they're doing like there are still pieces that um, well I think the linchpin is Coutinho if Coutinho comes back this yeah. week he, he played plays, today yeah yeah bench, but so. like, you know if he's if he plays if he plays effectively you know Thursday to Sunday it's tough yeah that's a tough ask so um you know yeah, Jordan it, Henderson's still working his way back I'm not sure yeah. they really know how he fits in I mean if if Coutinho is Coutinho, I think that they bl- you know blow the doors off of West Brom. Yeah. So I th- really do think he's the linchpin at the center of park. Yeah. At the center of the park. So 
Uh, that I mean that I, I think as someone who has goal and assist potential, Coutinho is a, a, a decent player for the Sunday Monday slate. But yeah, it's a little disappointing that they have Ben Teke because they were so much better when Firmino was playing that kind of front forward role. And that must hurt you to say it does. Um, it gives me hope that he will go somewhere else. Short-lived. It's going to be horrible when he goes to like Manchester United, though. Although I don't see them selling to Man U. No, I doubt it very strongly. Yeah. Just what a waste. All right, uh, let's move on to the Monday game. Let's wrap up this weekend here. Game of the week. Yeah, right. Leicester City at home against bottom-feeding Chelsea. Uh, I I have no prediction for this game at all. I think the worst thing about this game for Chelsea is that it's on Monday and not Saturday. Why is that the worst? Because they are coming off of a lot of positive momentum for oh, the first okay. while. So a, lo- a longer, you know, a longer time off is probably not a good thing. I'm going to say something about this game that will like me make me look very stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. You really think are you going to say something about how Chelsea is going to shut them out? Leicester is not going to score. Oh my god. That is... The streak ends Monday. The, the streak... Oh, you, uh, you're not talking about Vardy? No. Because that one ended already. Leicester has scored in every game this season. I believe. Okay. The streak ends Monday. <sighs> but will Chelsea score? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That We're don't. not going to go that bold. No. That the team with no I'm, not st- I'm not stupid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, you're right. This is going to make you look really, really foolish. All right. Uh, I, on the other hand, will have no problem starting Vardy, no problem starting Mares, especially Mares, because he'll yeah. get you crosses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, um, God, I can't believe you said that. You, 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 I have no, I can't rant now about how bad Chelsea have been in the Premier League because you now think that they're going to get a shutout, which means, uh, I don't even know what it means. It, <laughs> As long as they, as long as they're not stupid and put William on the bench or something, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think so. Yeah, I think. Do you uh, think Costa continues to play? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be Costa. Um, the midfield will be William, uh, Hazard, and Oscar. Maybe Pedro. Doesn't matter to me. Matic and Ramirez, and then his favorite back four. Terry Cahill, Ivanovic, and Azpilicueta. Uh, well, last week it was Cahill Zuma. Yeah, Terry started the Champions League, though, right? With Zuma. Oh, with Zuma. Okay. So I still uh, think it's going to be. Think... Zuma's becoming a crowd favorite. They yeah, love. Yeah, he is. So this game's at Leicester, though, right? It is. Yep. At the King Power, the yeah. KP. Um. God, you know, it's, it's very rare that, you know, Chelsea are going to come to town and then Leicester fans are going to be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're at 15. No, thank you. We'll, we'll stay home. Uh, it's Monday, Monday Night Football. That's got to be exciting for to be at the King Power. All no right. goals, Mike. No goals from Leicester. Well, so that means you're comfortable starting Cotois and the Chelsea defense I'll start on them a DraftKings format? I'll start them all. No, the problem is that the... The defenders are so worthless for fantasy purposes. Like, I'm not going to – the three-point clean sheets points are not worth it. Yeah, you, yeah you were saying before, you know, you wish Baba Rockman would play because he can send in a cross or yeah. two. 
Yeah. Even just two I would take from. Yeah. Bronislav Ivanovic doesn't even look like he crosses anymore. He looks like he just sprints really fast at the ball, and it just happens to go towards the middle. Totally. Totally. Like, I'm waiting for him to cross the ball with, like, his, the outside of his left foot, like, by accident. <laughs> just <laughs> the running. The double, the double kick cross. Right. An accidental Rabona. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. For All the right. winner, to Costa. And on that ridiculous note, let's get to our <laughs> daily dose here. Oh, my God. I feel really good about this team, which means it's going to be terrible. All right. Uh, let's have you start off this time with your goalie and three defenders. Um, we're doing the just the 10 o'clock one, right? Just the 10 o'clock Saturday, the largest uh, GPPs. Okay. The ones that people will want to play because there's money on the line. Right. Everywhere else but where I sit. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not everywhere. Um, I paid three grand for my boy Jack Butland. Yes, I expect him to be the highest owned uh, goalkeeper this weekend because West Ham has absolutely nobody who can play anymore and stoke him in good defensively. And then I went dirt cheap. And Shawcross is back. Forgot to mention that before. Uh, even better, yep. Uh, and I have three budget defenders. Um, I paid 2100 bucks for Guillermo Varela from Manchester United because he was 2100 bucks. I paid 2400 for Scott Dan in a game that um, I think will have goals, Good. but um, I needed the savings for later in my team. And we talked about him and how he gets a lot of touches in the opposing third. Yep, yep. And then I paid 2700 for Charlie Daniels, which, um, you know, I, don't, I didn't need the $100 less to go for, to Smith, so I paid up for him. We share two of those four. I also picked Jack Butlin because it's 3000 and it's just, a no-brainer. Uh, I also picked Charlie Daniels at 2700 but I did something that I rarely ever do. I invested heavily in defense. Uh, I took Glenn Johnson from Stoke to double up on the Stoke at 3600 which is a, b- a bad price at all. And then I took Kolarov for 5600 mm-hmm. so, Um I I took Kolarov in a utility spot. Really? I did. You have four defenders? I have four defenders. Man, this is going to be one hell of a forward line that you have. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Kolarov uh, is pretty expensive, so it's not like. Yeah. But yes, I have four defenders. Kolarov is one of them. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Uh, I thought I was investing heavily in defense. All right. Uh, in midfield for me this week, I have four total. So one of them is in the utility spot. I have Junior Stanislas mm-hmm. at 4,100. I have Kevin De Bruyne at 7,800. I have Jesse Lingard at 3,400. Remember that one Manchester United player I take? Uh, And then Yannick Bellassi at 5,500. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Yannick Bellassi has found a nice home uh, sitting right behind uh, Connor Wickham, who's terrible. (laughs) He's not terrible. He's exactly what they needed. Uh, I took Bellassi also at 5,500. And I essentially took the other guys of your two other midfielders, instead of Stanislas, I took Richie, and instead of De Bruyne, I took Silva. Um, and my other utility spot is, I have three forwards today. But I I definitely considered Stanislas, I don't know why I felt more passionate about Richie, because he's been awful lately, and maybe it's because I think more people will be on Stanislas than Richie. And Silva, I think, is just way too underpriced for the kind of player that he is. I think he'll yeah, probably take it, some it, of the crosses it, it, that De Bruyne was taking earlier, and so. Yeah. 
it's that it's that threat of him not going the full 90 minutes i think that's really bothering people yeah i think uh, like it's almost guaranteed that he's coming out at 60 no i don't think 60 is guaranteed i think it'll be more than that he's had a few games under his belt now all right over under 70 over i'll take under okay i'm not sure i would take the over on 73 though i'm thinking like 65 okay we'll see we will see maybe someone on twitter can keep track of this stuff for us (laughs) actually hold us accountable for these crazy things that we say we're like 50 minutes in nobody's listening anymore but if you are thank you very much yeah thanks mom okay <laughs> now for the forwards i have troy dini at 5300 boyan at 3400 i'm skimping and saving here and then my most expensive oh sorry my second most expensive forward is will fry de boney mm-hmm. at 5200 sorry it was boney who and boyan dini okay I have Boney, Dini, Andy Gallo. Yeah. Yep. That's good. I don't have a single player over 5,800. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Richie is Matt Ritchie is my most expensive player. How much money do you have left over? Nothing. Wow. That's hard so, to do. So so I had 5,600 bucks left, um, theoretically, for my utility spot. The the reason I ended up on Kolarov, who... Oh, he has like 13 points a game. Right. Um, his last five games are 18, 22, 25, 15, and 14. That's good. Uh, that includes the Borussia Mönchengladbach game where he had 11 crosses. The other guys in this range are Andre Ayew at 5,600, same amount. Gilfie Sigerson at 54. Punchin... And then, by the way, by the way, is there anyone that's fallen into obscurity faster than Gilfie Sigurdsson? There, um, I apologize to whoever it was who wrote it, but somebody on Taga wrote about how um, a coaching change is like exactly what Sigurdsson needs. A lot of it was about Rodgers, um, so I'm not sure that's going to pan out. But I'm not sure. I, I don't see it. I don't see how any coaching change makes Sigurdsson significantly better. But anyway, so I went with Kolarov there over like guys like Punchin, Shakiri, um, Zaha. Like those are all. Got... So, I would have thought about Shakiri long and hard there. I that's just me. I understand that. I'm just not sure he had his floor is lower, and I'm not sure his ceiling is higher. It's a good point. It's all valid, and I. The only way I change it is if I sell Richie to first Stanislas and then I have your logic makes sense. But the principle still bothers me that you have four defenders. Um, And, and and you know what? That may be because, you know, the new DraftKings system, that's just, that's just the way things have to be sometimes. Yeah. Theoretically, there was was one dream team on FPL where it was five defenders, (laughs) five defenders, two midfielders, three forwards, right? Yeah. I think those were a lot of clean sheets, but, but, so would you prefer Richie and Kolarov or Stanislas and Tadic? Uh, Stanislas and Tadic. My, my worry was that, that I thought there were going to be a lot of goals in that Southampton Crystal Palace game, which meant there would be none. <laughs> yeah, of course. The reverse, the double reverse jinx. Yeah, but the Stanislas, I think people are going to start getting off of Matt Ritchie. Um, particularly because his price, I mean, a lot of people, his price keeps going up. 
he was at 4,200 four weeks ago, and now he's at 6,200. But um, I don't know. It's a meteoric rise. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, I don't know how I feel about this podcast, but it's got to be over now because it's getting late. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We will catch you again next week. It's almost time for the holiday schedule, which means a lot more of us two in your ear holes. So we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Andrew. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.